Hello and welcome back to QC Uncut, your place for uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers, um, the entertainment, political, and social scene. With me, your host, Sean Leary. Thank you for listening and welcome to the second season of this podcast. The actual, actually the number one ranked podcast in the Quad Cities, according to hits and listenership. So thank you very much for making this the number one podcast in the Quad Cities. And thank you very much for tuning in for our next season. And we start our second season with a very talented local writer, artist, comedian, Heather Nobling. Heather and I have worked together on a couple of projects. One of them, the last one being Shots to the Heart, which was a uh, sketch show and variety show that was at the Establishment Theater down in the district. And she has a new book out called Life Sucks. <laughs> Which she is going to be out and about doing readings and signings and such and helping to promote and everything else. And you can get it in bookstores worldwide, Heather, I assume. Yes. Yes. Yeah, online. You can get it in ebook format or you can have the paper book if you're like me and you want to touch the pages. Mm-hmm. It is available. Awesome. And me, too. You can get some from me. <laughs> Okay. What's your website? Why don't you plug that before we get started? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, it's it's Facebook. It's on Facebook. It's facebook.com uh, slash taco time, I think. I'm going to have to look that up because I'm a horribly ill-prepared person. But if you know me, you'll know that that's exactly uh, right. That's how I run. So while you're looking that up, why don't, we, why don't we get the origin story of Heather Nobling? So how did you first get into comedy? What made you decide, hey, I'm going to try this out, and, you know, who inspired you to do it? Well, I've always loved theater. I had always been in theater in high school and stuff like that. I took a brief stint off because I went to the Marines, but when I came back, I jumped right into Genesius Guild, and I had done comedy sports for a very short time, a long time ago, and that brought me into the Blacklist, which was an improv group around here, adult improv group, which I absolutely adored and had some of my absolute best memories for two years. And working with all of those comedians, many of whom did stand-up, I decided that I just wanted to give it a try. And so I tried, and I really liked it. And as much as I think I'm occasionally funny with words, I decided that I wanted to do musical comedy, which is kind of where I stuck and stayed. I picked up ukulele and taught myself enough crappy chords (laughs) and uh, paradized songs that came to mind as I was sleeping or showering or driving down the road. And that's kind of where all that started. My first song was Taco Time, Uh, which was based on... Facebook Hence hence the Facebook page, which I'm... (laughs) I'm I'm glad that you only taught yourself the crappy chords, Heather. So (laughs) none of of the good ones, please. I'll just stick with the crappy ones. All just crappy ones. Uh Well, I've always kind of been a a half-aster. I'm not afraid to admit. So no no proper training, only self-taught. So I I don't have any real fancy strumming or finger style, but I I try to advance my my chord knowledge. So the crappy ones are definitely my strong base, and I'm working up from there. Who are some of the comedians that influenced you, or th- is there anyone that you, you know, particularly saw and you're like, oh wow, I really want to do that. That's really cool. Well, I love Robin Williams and how how just how amazingly talented he is with everything, with impersonations and his improv, and uh, he's just amazing. And I always thought it would be 
just unbelievable to have that kind of a talent and be able to just use it on the regular. And I also love whose line is it anyway? Of course, Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery and Wayne Brady and the guys who can just think, sing things off the top of their head. I do that all the time because I don't always know the right words, so I just make them up as I go. And uh, Weird Al, I just love how Weird Al can just come up with parodies. I'm not trying to be him by any means. Could never, you know, even compare. But he's definitely probably where part of the inspiration came for paradizing songs. And I like Adam Sandler. I mean, I'm kind, I'm kind of simple. I like bigger. I like bigger named mm-hmm. people. I don't have a wide variety of, you know indie favorites in my in my bag uh-huh. but i like a little bit of everything and i'm easily i can easily you know glean favorites off of people who have their own favorites and i don't mind i don't mind adapting them adopting them so uh, what it, is it about um being on stage or um being involved in comedy that particularly excites you that keeps you going that keeps you wanting to do this what is it about being on stage? Um, j- making people laugh. It's always been about making people laugh and having people re- remember things that I've said or done that have amused them or touched them in some way. It's mostly inappropriate touching but <laughs> and just mostly amusing. But uh, I, I have one song that I remember one time. I definitely was out in years past much more often than I am now with my songs, but I was at a bar and somebody's like, hey, you're that chick that sang that song. Oh my God, that was hilarious. And I have another friend who's like, man, I left and I I still sing that song to myself and it just cracks me up. And I like having just that little tiny bit of infamy uh, with people. It's like leaving leaving my little mark different random places in the world. It may not last forever, but it'll last for a little bit and that works for me. Now, of course, aside from working with me on Shots to the Heart, Heather, what has been the highlight of your career so so far? <laughs> and then also, also, aside from working on Shots to the Heart with me, Heather, what's been the low light of your career so far? <laughs> Let's see. The, the highlight, I mean, I would probably have to say that, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. The highlight was like four years ago. Gosh, it's been so long ago. I actually did my own show. I had... Um, an all-female comedy show and with featuring a bunch of different female stand-ups. We did improv, we did stand-up, um, didn't really do sketch, but we really got out there and because there's kind of a, a thing where a lot of male comedians of all walks of the comedy life have maybe not in so many words said that women aren't always as funny as men and I, I strongly disagree and I think our show proved that. We were a little lengthy because it was a first show and we were enjoying you know our time but I think people really enjoyed it and I think that gosh I want to think that really paved the way for the boom of female comedians in this area and then you know outside of the area too it's just Janelle James and Kristen Toomey they're outside the area but they're really they're making it happen. Rena Calm and local gals you know to chicagoland area who come through here and they're man they're killing it and i was happy to at least locally in our little microcosm be a part of that um a low point i don't hi some awful gigs that you've had or some terrible times you've had on stage these are always the funny stories terrible terrible times on stage is Everyone succeeds the same way, but everyone fails miserably in different ways that ends up being being a, an amusing story often. Not always, yeah. but often. 
failures failures on stage are, are in, in improv it's it's easy to fail on stage right. and it's it's easy to recover too though you know a lot of that time is you know stumbling around Sometimes with people don't even know if you failed or not because they don't they don't because you know you can recover but some uh, you know failing there is you know you're everybody's everybody's trying to be has is trying to get their idea across and nobody's putting forth a coherent anything and the audience is just kind of losing it and you know you can feel the the energy just like sap away and that's that's kind of a low point or you know when I'm up there and I've worked really hard on this new song I'm gonna do and I get up there and I just bugger the chords all up or my voice cracks because I really don't have that good of a voice but I sing because nobody stops me (laughs) so I mean some of those are kind of low points or if I you know I don't usually write down my set, so I just keep talking about random stuff because I, I really want to have this like spoken word comedy where I just kind of rant. But uh, I, I might forget where I'm going, and then I end up telling one of the many poop stories that I have, which is, I, as a woman, I shouldn't have that many poop stories. But I do, and then sometimes people are like, they don't know what to think about that. So those might be low points. Because women don't poop? Well, women don't talk about their poop. I, I mean, there's a thing. Like, I created a Twitter, uh, Twitter called uh, Pooping Tom because... Um, sometimes poop is amazing. And again, I shouldn't be talking about this, but sometimes poop is amazing. And it makes shapes. I had one that looked like a dolphin once, and I shared it with everybody. <laughs> I, I colored the water blue, so it looks aesthetically pleasing. But uh, I I don't know. And I have poop stories. And just girls don't talk about poop. Like, I tried to get my kids to come in and look at a poop that looked like a fetal pig. And nobody would come look at it. So I made them look at it on my phone because I took a picture. But, um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. So sometimes going How do your poop, kids react to this? Are they like, like oh, wow, cool. Or they're like, no, oh, no, geez, no. mom, another time you're pulling us in again to show us a poop. Exactly that. Uh, the last one, they're like, oh, I don't want to. I do not want to look at your poop. And I'm like, will you just look at it? I've showed it to my doctors at work though, and they, my doctor with with the dolphin poop, he's like, it has wings. How did you make it do that? I'm like, I don't know. My butt just did it. I see a coffee table book in your future, Heather. <laughs> the pictures of the poop. Oh my gosh, it, there could be a story. It could be a short story book all about poop. Everybody poops. There's a book it could be called Everybody's yeah. Poop. There you go. I got to get poop samples from everybody. I mean, not samples, pictures. I don't want samples. I don't want them. So um, let's talk about the local comedy scene. Where do you see the scene as it is right now? It's really interesting to me to look at the local comedy scene over the last 10, 15 years as somebody who's been a part of it. Um, I mean, I remember 10, 15 years ago when we first started doing my Verona stuff and we started doing sketch comedy and we were like the first ones to do that R-rated really hard R stuff. Um, And then we saw the Blacklist come along and they started doing it and you Again, really funny stuff. And now it seems like it's branched out to where there are a lot of people that are not only doing it, but they're drawing audiences. And I remember that was always difficult because when we first started doing it, we were part, we were down at the speakeasy and comedy sports did the early show and we did the late show. And so many people were just used to comedy sports. And again, this is nothing against comedy sports, but their stuff is G rated. And so when you, if you're used to seeing G rated comedy a lot, when somebody comes at you with something that's really hard R, then it's like, whoa, holy, you know? Yeah. And so, 
um, it's really interesting to me to see how much more that's been accepted and how you see so many more local and that's the other thing is local comedians I mean 10 15 years ago it was like Louis Knob and like nobody else and Jeff Ad and the Adamsons and that was about it in terms of local stand up yeah. there was really nobody else doing stand up um, and now you see so many people who are doing stand up and not only doing stand up but doing good stand up and you know making something out of it you know so looking at that scene where do you see yourself fitting in and where do you see you know the scene right now and where do you see where it's going well where i mean it's very it's a very inclusive scene it's much more inclusive than it was because so many people are out and doing it and everybody's different we have the speakeasy laugh heart is one of the best open mics that we have which is actually this friday also at 7 p.m at the speakeasy um we get we've got great comedians with great material and they're you know the camaraderie is really pretty good um overall we should say that we're recording this monday june 19th so when you say this this friday that's what we're talking about (laughs) so what is it the 20th 21st 22nd 23rd and also on the 23rd you are going to be at taste buds from 5 to 6 p.m uh reading stories and talking about your new book life sucks which we'll get to in just a second here but go ahead heather sorry to interrupt you no no it's fine i forgot that this is like not you're not watching me do this with a calendar in front Uh, of you um uh where do i fit in i i kind of you know there's no tooting of horns or other things going on here i was the the kind of the first little musical comedian around here so that's kind of where i fit that's kind of like my little niche my and there's you know a couple other musical comedians around here but we do different things and so it works so i think my little place where i fit is just like the kind of like the oddball oddball stuff we're all odd but you know oddball music comedy um where do i see it going you know if if people keep working together and you know working on this stuff, I mean, we could we could do great, amazing things. Like you said, there are so many different shows and and venues and people and ideas that you know if we get enough of these people together, we can get maybe we can get some of these ideas and shows and venues doing bigger and better things and get the QC, you know. Uh, more of a name for itself to where we will draw more people in and maybe more people from here will be, you know, drawn outward to other places. Right. Now let's talk about your new book. It's called Life Sucks. This is your first book. It is. Tell me about what is in this book and Heather, does your life really suck? No, it doesn't. I actually <laughs> love my life and everybody's worried about that. I actually love my life. Uh, my dad thinks well, I brought hilarious. you some pamphlets from, you know, some self-help stuff for you just in case just in case because i saw the title of your book yeah it's you know it is a little concerning uh but no life doesn't suck and of course it is it is fiction it is you know there are characters in it based on my life the sad sad truth is that i actually finished this book seven years ago Uh but uh i just never i got i got too daunted and and bogged down with the details of trying to find an agent and query letters and publishing and editing and a friend at the time when he I was telling him about it. He's like, oh, well, you're going to need to know more backstory. People are going to want to dig into it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I thought about it. And I was going I was going centuries deep in backstory in this thing. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't. I got to back away. I was really like, I was really like daunted. Centuries deep. It's not, you make it sound like a vampire novel. Like you. And then I met Lestat. Well, okay. So this is, this is the thing I hate to tell anybody. Only because since I wrote it seven years ago, there just so happened to be a series of books out at that time. So it is mildly inspired by that there are 
vampires and werewolves in this stupid <laughs> book. I don't say stupid because I love it. Because honestly, when I've been away from my book, I have legitimately missed my characters like they are real people. Kate and Wyatt and Nathan. Nathan is my favorite. He was like the third main character that I wrote, but he is by far my favorite. I have legitimately missed them. So what's the book about? It's about, so that Kate is a single mom of two boys who's trying to date. And I all the chapters are titled after song lyrics. And so the first chapter is titled, Maybe It's Taco Time for Me, which is a lyric in my song, Taco Time. So she has a string of bad dates and she ends up meeting a guy one night when she's out at karaoke, which is one of her favorite things to do. And things go quick and fast and unexpected. And then some unexpected twists are thrown in there, you know, like a random car accident for no reason other than bad timing. And she learns something about this man who she's quickly falling in love with because he's actually quite amazing. Uh, but he has a very dark past that all of his past is not even revealed in this book. But as it turns out, uh, Wyatt is a of the supernatural ilk. Mm-hmm. And so is his best friend, Nathan. And because of events that happened, which you got to read the book to find out, um, she gets drawn into and swept up into this world. And she will become an integral part of the future for all of them. Is she like a Terminator? (laughs) You know, without the cybernetics and the robotics and the futuristic business, she ends up... uh, She's John Connor's mom. Could be. Okay. That that's actually yes. That's uh-huh. that's a very good comparison. Gotcha. I've not figured out how to describe this book without giving too much away, but with giving enough to interest people, I'm trying to keep it really low key. I had somebody tell me that I'm being deceptive by not saying that there's werewolves and vampires in it, but I can't help but feel silly when I say it because although I like to read those kind of books, so I don't know. And other people do too. I don't know. I can't explain why I feel silly. But I I love my characters and I love this book and Maybe it's just because I wrote it, but given your given your obsessions, you're going to need to buy my next book. It's called "Do Vampires Poop." So, oh my God, I'm all over it. Yeah. That's I'm all over it. Can I have the first copy? Yes, I'll tag you on Facebook when Sweet. it comes. Sweet. So I'm very excited. Cool, cool. So, what other creative projects do you have going on right now? What else do you want to plug here? I I really. I really want to do a podcast called Rants in My Pants. Uh, um, Quadcities.com? I would totally do Quadcities.com yeah. because go. I go on ridiculous rants for no reason, and I realize that most people do. But in a general consensus, people who know me well or know me little tend to be very amused by it. And I feel it would be very cathartic to me. So, I mean, that's something I'm hoping to strive toward. I'm a procrastinator, so I can't put a date on it. But So Life Sucks was my first book. Love Bites is going to be the second book. I'm working working on it now it's clearly a slow process i'm gonna try and speed it up so i can get there and i need i've got new parody ideas all the time um i'm working on tissues right now uh can't keep my cats off my shelf is another one um and i'm trying to i got one kid raised to you know almost adult age i'm working on raising that other one and i just got two rats (laughs) so and a dog i'm trying not to kill so you've got to pick up a pizza here, Heather. You've got you've got a very busy schedule. I'm the worst. So I'm the worst. Yes, you're like I, I know I got to record this podcast, but I have I just I have a pizza to pick up before I they close. The worst. We could do. And it's, could we do part it's one a little. Maybe we'll do part one now. We'll come back and we'll okay. do another. You can come back later on in the season. and We'll record part okay. two. Okay. Because then maybe I'll have more to say about love bites. Yes, maybe maybe you'll bring me a little. You'll, you'll get the little Caesar's pizza beforehand, and oh then you'll God, bring me the pizza, and we can eat the pizza, pizza while we're recording the podcast. Yes. 
That's uh, so. The, yeah, it's to be continued. Dot to dot dot. Continued. Ellipsis yes, on I this. So anyway, but for now, before the dot dot dots, you're going to be Friday night. Taste buds from five to six, signing copies of Life Sucks, and yes. maybe reading some some of the book. I'll play Taco Time too. Okay, very good. You're going to be performing. Also, Speakeasy Friday night as well. When is that? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Three dollars okay. to get in if you're performing, and you can perform. It's free. Very good. Very good. Cool. Come see awesome comedy. Awesome. Plug your website. Tell us where to go. Oh my gosh. Well, if you go to Facebook.com, like I'm, my at is like at Nobling's Rule. So if you Heather Nobling, search Heather Nobling on Facebook. Facebook.com, you'll find a cheesy picture of me and a ukulele. That's at Nobling's Rule. N-O-B-I-L-I-N-G is how you spell my last name. Find me. You can even message me. You can even like me. I'm not that popular. You can just add friend request me and I'll totally add you. And maybe, maybe she'll give you a piece of pizza too. Maybe. maybe. Hey, crazy bread extra crazy. That's the way to go. There you go. So Heather Nobling, thank you so much for being our first guest on the second season of the number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities. QC uncut, uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation, even when we're talking about her being late to get a pizza. Oh my gosh. And I, you know I'm never going to let you know, live that down. So. Awesome, by the way. He puts up with all sorts of this for me. He's amazing. <laughs> you should just love him. Thank you very much, Heather. And thank you for listening to QC Uncut with Sean Leary. Tune in next time for more Uncut Uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye.